If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The former president, the National Democratic Congress. Now, that peace pledge that they committed to has a not just a significance to us internally as Ghana, but also internationally. What the message is, is for it to reflect across the nation so that at the end of the day, it's not just our leaders who were pledging themselves, but the pledge was for all of us. And all of us must conduct ourselves in such a way that we draw on that commitment and allow what my uh, colleague panelists have just been saying to be predominant as we begin to count count the votes. Mm. And the reason why that is important is everybody is looking at us to truly be a a good example. And to that extent, I want to see the pledge translated now to all of us as a people uh, beyond just uh, at the level of our leaders. And what that means is if there is anybody thinking about doing anything to disrupt the counting, to introduce foreign material in a ballot box, you are not a true member of your party because you are negating the commitment of your leader in committing to a pledge that was witnessed uh, globally. Right. Thank you very much, uh, Emmanuel Bombande, uh, with the final uh, you know, bit of initial comments here. These are just the initial comments. So, what this means is that when we return, we're going to analyze the whole process in depth. They'll be telling us the assessment of the whole process, starting from the beginning in the morning to, uh, you know, now that counting has begun. Some polling centers are still voting because, one, I mean, electoral materials didn't get there early. Two, the fact that people showed up before 5 p.m. And if you're in the queue before 5 p.m., according to our laws, you should be allowed to vote. So uh, take it over, uh, Evans Mensah, until you come back to us. 5 p.m. according to our laws, you should be allowed to vote. So uh, take it over, uh, Evans Mensah, until you come back to us. Okay, thank you very much, Wink Sting. We're going to come back for the analysis. But a lot happening across the country right now as you margin polls have closed. And one of the places I want to take you is this particular place here in the greater Accra region. This is the Adentan constituency. One of those key areas uh, we are watching for you. Focus here. That's one of the areas I wanted to pay attention to this year uh, that we'll be focusing on. Adenta, my former playground, is going to be key. And we are watching that very closely. What you see on the screen there is a parliamentary for the year of uh, 2004. But this year, it's going to be a race uh, between, of course, Barbie and Samoa and, of course, the um, Mr. Ramadan, which we are watching very, very closely. I want to take you into that constituency right now because of its swing characteristics. In fact, it's even done uh, Sketch and Blanc before in 2004 when Adenta came into play, carved out of a Shaman constituency for the very first time. As you can see, Joseph Gakpo is primed and ready to walk us through everything that's going to happen from now to the elections uh, and the results are declared. Joseph, nice to see you. I can see a lot of action in the backdrop. Tell me about it. So, Evans, at the moment, my um, the Adenta Barrier Police Station. Now, there are three different polling centers right here at this police station. The voting here ended a few minutes after 5 o'clock. Um, the voting actually started 
um, on time here. So by the time it was after 5 p.m., a lot of their work had been done already. They are done with the sorting, the counting has begun, and the first votes have actually been tallied. Uh, in one of the three polling centers here, the results of the presidential are out. Of course, you are clear in our minds that it doesn't represent what the results will look like eventually because we're speaking of more than 130,000 votes that are being cast in this particular constituency. But from the results that have come in so far, this particular polling center, um, the results show that the NPP got 231 votes, while the NDC got um, 259 votes. I've just been corrected that it was actually 232 for the NPP and 259 for the NDC. And the other polling centers, as far as the parliamentary and all the others, are actually still being counted. Earlier in the day, I had the opportunity to interact with the NDC's candidate for the area, Adamu Ramadan, who is very confident of victory. Uh, he's been referring how close the polls were in the previous election with his contender beating him with uh, just around a, a little over 50% of votes while he got uh, 45% plus, indicating that he thinks that this shows that's a very close seat that could flip. Uh, he'd been pointing to what he said had been intelligence that they had gathered that some people may mar the processes going into the end of the polls and all. But he says he's asked his constituents to actually exercise his train and so all the necessary efforts we made to ensure peace. So uh, we're waiting to see how things go here as one of the very key areas. Uh, any moment from now, once the counting is done, everyone will be gathering at the coalition center for the various results to begin coming in. But from the indication I'm getting from across the constituency, in a lot of the areas, voting has actually ended. Earlier in the day, there were concerns about the biometric verification machine not functioning properly in the Abenta Safraha area, but we understand it was eventually fixed and the voting resumed and so for a lot of the places, the uh, counting is actually underway. And the projection is that by 11 p.m., somewhere around then, we'll know who the next MP for the area would be. Uh, Joseph, I'm going to come back to you a lot because uh, it's one of the areas that I'm fascinated by. This here is key. Let's go live now to Elton Broby, who is standing by uh, with the NPP General Secretary, John Bodu, right now. Service. Even before uh, this election today, NDI reported that they are surprised about election, major election in our country and everything seems peaceful. And we've proven once again that our, our democracy is maturing and we are getting there. I think that uh, by 12 hours for us, our internal coalition system is said that within 8 hours we'll get our results. But we'll still wait for the EC to declare the results. They've put in an elaborate system. This time they've uh, legalized uh, collation at the regional level. So at the national level, we'll only be looking at the summary of collated results from the region. They've also slated International Conference Center as a place for declaration of the I believe strongly that we've come of age and the country is maturing. I remember four years ago, around 2.15 a.m., I was here. And you had collated over 85% of the votes from across the country. And you were in a position to declare that by any, any, any hitches, we're going to form the next government. Are we looking at similar trend this, this year? This will be a far improved system that we put in place. We did a dry run, like a mock exams. And within two hours, about 60% of our uh, polling stations had finished collating their results. This time, we are not only looking at the results, we are looking at getting pink sheets. So when we show you the result, we are showing you the pink sheet as well. 
Yes, we are a competent government. We are a competent political party. And we run this party and government said that it will take a lot of years for our opponents to catch up. And I don't know whether you've been in touch with President Okufuado. How is he feeling as your ways the verdict of the people? We've asked him to relax. You see, we've asked him to relax. We, the new patriotic party, are in control. We are taking him to victory. So he's relaxing. And you've seen, he went to Chebi this morning to vote. And he was so impressed about the system. And I think that Jimensa and her team need to be commended by all. The NDC is only blowing hot air. Oh, you see, you see, you realize that, you see, if you listen to their campaign, they said, that, oh, they are coming to rescue Ghanaians. Now they did a press conference and they are asking volunteers to rescue them. Somebody who is coming to rescue Ghana, you want to be rescued by one out of 16 regions. It clearly shows that, uh, uh, but I think it's good they participated and they will continue to participate in our future elections. Yeah. Thank you very much. We'll stay with you throughout the period. Most welcome. The rescuers need you. Well, that's uh, Elton Brober then. Elton is our presidential correspondent and he is embedded uh, with the president himself. Uh, who, as you just heard, has been put on ice, asked to relax, and that the NPP is going to win elections for him. We'll see. In the next few hours, it'll begin to become clearer as the picture emerges. Elton is also going to be embedded with the NPP's collation strong room, uh, just to get a sense of what the picture is as it emerges for the NPP. But listen, talking about strong room, we have our own situation room here, and there's a lot coming in right now that is yet to get to me, right? And I want to go to the guys who are in charge of that. They get it first, before you get it, before we get it. And George and Gary are standing by in our situation room with some of these uh, very interesting developing stories across the country that uh, we want to tap into. The situation, uh, we understand, is affecting counting uh, and sorting in parts of the country. Hello, Gary, and hello, George. I know you've been uh, waiting for polls to close. It has closed. There's a lot of activity in the situation room, I can imagine. Yes, indeed, Evans. And there are three or four broad themes across the country. Obviously, as you know, the voting has ended at 5 p.m. We have a couple of places, like you have mentioned, where it's been extended because of um, different discrepancies. Secondly, weather is a big issue, particularly in the Ashanti and the Ahafo regions. However, if all of us had taken note of simple weather predictions or predictive information earlier, we might have known that this was expected because a simple check on Google shows that we had been told that by 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Monday today, there was going to be rainfall. And so that's exactly what is panning out. Precipitation at 52%, humidity at 77% gives us an indication that obviously there was going to be rain. And from our situation room, we are told that places in the Ahafo region uh, having problems like you had, pressure. Some of will tell you there as well. Um, tents in some of the polling stations are being ripped off and away, so people are having to run for shelter. And then also, we have people on social media also talking about the same thing, which is where George comes in. Right, so let me take you through that. And, and just as Gary made the point, you know, 77% humidity should just tell you that we're going to have some issues going into the night. 
and we have this from Beko Rich on Twitter. He's just tweeted, and he put out there, it will rain for my hometown pair. And you can see that it's cloudy, absolutely cloudy, and it gives you an idea of what's going to be happening. So we've had a number of guys, you know, react on Twitter from Kumasi. Yes, let's look at this one. He's actually taking a, a video of what's happening right now, and you can see the winds blowing. This is really, really tight, and I don't know how the electoral commission, or, I mean, all the polling agents are going to be dealing with this one because it looks like counting will definitely have a problem there. That's another indication of what we've got. And this is a video that was uh, sent to us. Yeah, this was uh, I am Desmond. He, that's what he tweets out on Twitter, and he says, "Scary atmosphere as counting starts in my area." We are talking about the Kumasi. We are still in Kumasi. We are talking about the Kumasi area, which is critical. And later we'll have a proper look at what's happening as well in Suhum and in. As well, it's raining now. There's another one, um, another tweet from at Kujo Favor. At the Kujo Favor, he tweets that at the Kujo Favor. He says, As it rains heavily, whoa, let me go back. Okay, as it rains heavily, we are now at the mercy of the integrity of our polling agents and officials, election headquarters. So, this is actually what we've got here, and uh, why we're saying that look, there might be issues there. We'll go shortly into what we saw in Asawase, but I'll tell you again that in the eastern region as well, Suhum. There are heavy rains there at the moment. They are disrupting voting because there are still some guys who have not voted yet. And it's, it's raining at the moment. They're having issues there. I'll tell you again, Sunyani East, there's a strong wind that is blowing at the moment. And our reporter, Precious Semibor, has indicated that there are lots of issues right now in how to, one, get the counting done. And we're keeping tabs on that. If you, if you look at the map very, very well, you'd realize that the wind, the, the storm we're talking about is blowing from Brekum, Srinani, you know, Suhum through Kumasi and uh, all the you those know, areas, centers yeah. around those areas are going to have a lot of problems at, at the moment. And that's what we're just seeing in terms of the reaction that we have got. Gary, another thing that we saw and we have had, you know, our reporters come in to tell us about the Asawasi situation there, Gary. You want to go through that quickly and then I give you the reactions that we've got in there, Gary. Well, when the polls closed, Evans Mesa started our nationwide overview within Asawasi where we had seen uh, Honorable Muntaka Mubarak say that even if there were a single case of, you know, voting dis- uh, discrepancies or whatever it is that happened, he was going to ensure that there was going to be an audit. And people have been reacting to that. First is this from John Terry Tresh, which is trending seriously on Twitter. He gave us the video of somebody who is in handcuffs. Apparently, he's one of the guys... Remember, there were two cases in Asawasi, one of staffing and one of uh, previously thumbprinted... Thumbprinted. Yes, ballot as well. This man, we understand, was in handcuffs, and we are not sure exactly where he is at the moment because this video was sent shortly before 5 o'clock. As you know, voting was halted there uh, for about 30 minutes, and that's what we were told by our correspondents there. So there's more happening... Uh, Aswasi has also been trending this morning because, as you know, Muntaka Mubarak himself was in the news. He, and he, he took his daughter, his six-year-old daughter, daughter, apparently, to thumbprint, and he said in later interviews that there was nothing wrong with it and that he was introducing her to the democratic process. We'll leave that to our colleague Sam Saladia Inini and the rest of the guys in Studio 997 to give us a legal overview as to whether it's legal or not. But yeah, we'll get to Ayawasu shortly, yeah. because we know that Ayawasu is trending right now on Twitter. We try to explain to you why they are trending. It's, it's massive. They are, they are leading the trends right now. But Gary, we have to go to Ododododio. That's because 
we've had a report from a reporter on the ground telling us that could you the, yeah, could you, could you menu, that the police have, have had to come in and calm a lot there because two parties were having a go at each other. I'm just trying to get this tweet for you that's not coming up. But you see that we're getting reactions already from Odududududu. Uh, now that's where we go. We have a picture right now indicating that the, the, the counting has started and all, but... Um, they have also confirmed with all that we have seen here that indeed what our reporter um, Kojumenu put out there was very right. And we're hoping that things will go fine. You know, no, 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 no. Yes, so this is from the UK in Ghana. We did see um, the ambassador in studio, Ian Walker, um, Ian Walker yeah. about an hour ago I talking know. about it. But this is a video from the observers from the UK saying that they are observing what is going on there. We'll go to NS Kojumenu. And we understand that there's more happening in Ayawaso as well. So, Evans Mensa, we'll come to you and then you can come back to us here in the Situation Room. Or we go to Manuel Granting. Absolutely. Uh, Gary, Gary, stay with me. Uh, George, stay with me as well. Because just as you touched on Ayawaso, there's live, live footage uh, coming in uh, for us here. And this is where we are talking about. This is the area we are focusing on here on the map. A very important place, of course, to focus on this year because of the... Uh, permutations that we've seen over the years and um, we are talking about this area here very very important for us and we are watching it unfold and also west wagon is the area let's go live now to my colleague manuel Kranting, who is standing by for us with the action as you can see on our screens manuel there's a lot happening there night is falling and people are getting excited about counting absolutely evans you are so right uh, well balloting has ended um, here in the Ayawasu West Wogan constituency. Um, it's instructive to note that uh, well, across some parts of the constituency, um, polls started quite late. We had some polling stations where you had what, delays of up to an hour, up to two hours, and so on. Um, all of these um, were eventually you know, handled by the EC and you know, in dialogue with some of the polling agents who eventually agreed on um, the modalities to continue um, the post. Essentially, what these polling stations which have the issues um, did not have so much numbers, um, which means that if everybody even came, they were going to have finished their polls before the 5pm deadline. But in your shots currently, um, it's, uh, you know, visuals from the Pillpoint um, polling centre. And this particular, this particular uh, polling centre is where the uh, main contender of the seats, I'm talking about John Seto Dumelo, uh, voted. Well, he cast his ballot uh, somewhere around uh, what 10, 10 a.m. today. Um, after he cast the ballot, and I sent uh, you know that interview that we had with him, he made some uh, you know statement allegations uh, as regarding what he called um, you know deliberate attempts from um, the cortes of not only the EC but also um, his uh, uh, the, the incumbent member of parliament, uh, Madame Lydia Siram Al Hassan, to frustrate um, the. Uh, 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 voters within his stronghold and uh, this particular allegation is with regards to the delay in delivering the polling materials in some of the uh, polling centers that I earlier uh, mentioned but uh, Evans, I also West Wogan constituency is quite critical and you know why in the uh, past cycles of elections for the candidate who won on the University of Ghana's campus, um, which is um, properly construed as the um, Legon electoral area always went ahead to win the post. This year, um, the University of Ghana's uh, campus and, and, and by extension, the electoral area, Legon electoral area, has up to 20,000 registered voters. And this has the tendency of, you know, tipping the votes in favor of either of the sites. 
And, you know, the watchers have said that whoever, for, uh, for instance, wins the University of Ghana's campus based on the historical, uh, you know, precedent and so on, then the person was going to go ahead uh, to win the seat. But just like you can see in your shots now, the polls are being counted. Um, about what uh, um, 748 people registered in this particular polling Mano, center. If you can hear me, you make an important point about the uh, Legon, the polling station at Legon, the University of Ghana, right? And about the 20,000 people who have registered to vote just on that campus. And I want to emphasize that because this year, the voter population has increased to 17 million. The Electoral Commission tell us that 2.6 million of those who registered to vote this year are, are first-time voters between the ages of 18 and 21. Now, that is a huge number. And it's my um, submission that they will decide the elections. And you're right. In Ayawaso West Wagon, more than any other place, you will see that play out quite strongly in that particular part of, of the constituency and Greater Accra because of the huge numbers of young people, first-time voters, in the universities that populate this particular constituency. So University of Ghana is one, uh, University of Professional Studies is one, and there are a whole host of other tertiary institutions in there that will definitely make a difference in terms of who wins. And that is why you want to track, for example, how this new voter population, in fact, if you want to stretch it a bit further, 18 and 35, that bracket, more than 50% of the total uh, registered voters this year. That is so critical. And that is why we are watching this area well and, and quite intently. Which of these two candidates will appeal to the, uh, this young population in this particular geographic area? Uh, we are paying attention to here with University of Ghana and all those uh, you know, tertiary institutions at play. And so, of course, uh, Manuel, this is key. And I know you have been interacting in that part of the, of the, of the constituency in the University of Ghana. Are they themselves appreciating how much of an impact they will have on the outcome? The, the students, I mean. And you know, earlier in the morning when I have reported uh, from the Mesa Kama Hall, which uh, really is the most uh, populous uh, polling center within the um, Ligon electoral area, it has well over a thousand registered voters, the Mesa Kama Hall. Well, as of 12 a.m., there were people who had lined up already and uh, just anticipating that big moment when they go to the post to cast their ballot. Mm -hmm. But it carried through the entire day up until polls eventually closed. Mm. And so they are upbeat, really, um, about their contribution to the polls. You saw a lot of them, and last night I reported um, some of them, uh, you know, traveling from far and near to come to the university's campus to be able to mm. uh, cast their ballots today. You remember that at the time that the EC held that all crucial um, registration exercise, COVID had struck, and the university, as it were, under the directives of His Excellency the President, had been closed down, but that could not stop the uh, students and, by extension, a lot of the other people who make up that, uh, you know, humongous 20,000 20, uh, people who had registered on their campus to do so. 
and so they have registered and they have come to cast their ballot and as the uh, you know the, the counting goes on um, um we will we'll get to see the real uh, you know um, um turnout um as the day went by and i'll just go around and and show you what what is currently uh, going on maybe to give you a clearer picture of what the pc officials are currently doing so there's uh, they've already done the sorting of the ballot papers and currently counting the ballots and uh, I, I mentioned earlier evans that um, this particular polling station is the polling station where you have the main container for the city, John Seto Dumelo, uh, voted. And so uh, that's crucial. And uh, people w would, would argue that the turnout and, in fact, the result from this particular polling station will give an indication of his performance across the, uh, you know, the constituency. And so uh, generally, that's, that's not what you have, um, Evans, over here at the IRSO West Wagon um, constituency. I'll just try and speak to a few of the people who have come here to watch the ballots get uh, counted and, and then get their reactions as to, um, you know, how they have come here. Well, but good evening. Uh, welcome to your election headquarters. Well, you are here. Um, you, you voted here, I should believe. Um, I didn't vote here, but I voted on You voted on campus? Okay. Uh, you, you're a student in the University of Ghana. Okay. So what, you came all the way because we know that the university is closed. You came all the way to come and vote? Yeah, from June Corner of Fame. Absolutely, and Evans, this is just one of the examples that I was sharing with you earlier. People traveling from far and near uh, to come cast a ballot. But you've been watching the exercise. Take me through what you have observed so far. So far, I say so good. Yes, um, so far, so good. And of course, that is the scene there at the Awaso West Wagon. One of the areas you're watching very closely for you, the races between John Dumelo, actor, uh, entrepreneur of the NDC, and also the uh, wife of the late Imam Le Jaco, there, uh, Lydia course i have son in that particular constituency this is going to be a keen race to watch because of the issues that surrounded that area last year when the by-elections came into play uh, on the back of the demise of uh, mr jacko his wife succeeded him uh, won the primary but he's facing a, a big election uh tonight and as we see that polling that electoral area within the university of ghana appears to decide things in that constituency you win it you win the parliamentary seat so who wins it is what uh, Manuel was telling you. Remember, our coverage of the elections uh, is brought to you in association with Petrosol. Now, clean fuel in full quantity is always a delightful experience. Carbell coffee, you need to taste it and love it. Uh, Markdown Shipping and Logistics Limited also, your total logistics partner. Uh, Pad Ever Limited, your home of morning furniture. Uh, DDP Outdoor Limited, serving great brands. Festival. Adding flavors to your life. Now, uh, Watria Lotteries is uh, a star, seven, eight star hash. Ghana's premier and biggest jackpot lottery. Pay attention to that if you want to win something. HEPA Plus Mixture is for your general 
well-being and they made it possible for us to be all over the country and bring you this. We want to uh, bring you now Maule Yevwagbi in Ho, uh, Ho Central. To be more specific, he's on Zoom. Uh, as night falls, counting is beginning to be wrapped up and we're expecting the uh, ballots to be moved to the coalition centers for final results to come in so we can begin to populate our map here. Uh, Maoli, whole central, a safe constituency for the NDC. Um, are people excited? I'm, I'm pretty sure they're not expecting anything than an NDC win there. Okay, we don't have uh, Maoli yet. Uh, we'll get back to Manuel Cranting back in Ayawaso West Wagon because we want to stay there a bit. Uh, we'll bring in the Volta Regional picture very shortly. Manuel is back um, in Ayawaso West Wagon. He was having a conversation with some of the people who were keenly watching the process unfold towards the declaration of the results. Manuel, uh, take it away. Let's, uh, let's get a feel of the anticipating as it builds up to final results. And Evans, you just missed a bit of euphoria right here when uh, one of the uh, you know candidates just uh, you know drove past here. Uh, the place was thrown into a really jubilant mood. Um, just given an indication of the, the, the polling station and then, you know, where they lean uh, towards. But just a bit more on, 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 on what uh, this election means for the people here. And, and it's, it's critical to, and it's critical to note that Evans, well, you've had a really fair you know, representation in terms of, you know, uh, gender, uh, the dynamics we've had was well, females uh, represent the people of Ayala. So West, we've had the yeah, equal number of males also represent the people of Ayala. So West, we were gone. And so, uh, you know, there's there's no uh, you know um, arguments really at all when it comes to the gender. Both of them, I'm talking about John Dumelo and then Lydia Seraman Hassan, who's also the incumbent, have you know uh, equal shots at the seat in terms of the gender uh, dynamics. We've known that uh, the the NDC has consistently, if you take 2016 out, apart from 2016, since the NDC lost the CTC in 2000, um, the it, it has consistently closed the gap and bettered its performance within the Ayawaso West Wagon constituency. But we know that the MPP, um, you know, has kept the seat since 2000. But its performance has been fluctuating, unlike the NDCs, which has been um, generally, you know, on the ascending level. If you take out the 2016 performance, uh, a lot of people that I've been speaking to uh, within the NDC caucus in the constituency tell me that. Well, th th that performance of uh, the party in 2016 really is not a performance that is indicative of the party's lot. But it's generally just a matter of the personality and so on of the candidates they presented, which didn't, you know, uh, make the, uh, the cut for the people. But uh, as it is currently, um, they are hopeful that um, having presented John Dumelo, they are going to sweep back the sort of love and affection that they, 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 they seem to have been garnering over the years since 2000. Well, let me speak to this gentleman who is just, uh, you know, flashing the number two sign like that. I was good evening. Uh, welcome to your election headquarters. Talk to me about your impression so far about the process. Actually, you are very happy about it. Well, anyway, we have a lot of losses here. But, I mean, it's normal. That is, that is election, so... I mean, we don't know. Talk, talk to me about a few of the lapses. You say a lot of lapses. Which I mean, actually, I was at the police station, um, and that's all. That's why I go to this. I mean, a certain guy came there, his attitude. So we suspected him. You understand? 
hands. Even even the the the, the election uh, the election commissioner, even though they said they told that the decision is not a thing that really happened. Yeah, so we don't go there. But as for me, anyway, I'm I'm a little bit impressed. You're a little bit impressed, uh, and and I saw you flashing the number two sign. So what does that mean? Oh, I mean, you know, you know, NDC is part that is loved by all people. We don't discriminate against anybody. Okay. Yeah, so I'm proud to be a member of this great part of work. And I hope, I mean, I would like to, to enjoy our Well, let me speak to this lady here. Good evening. Uh, you're also welcome to the election headquarters. Um, I see you standing and counting began um, about, what, an hour and a half ago. You've been here all through. Yeah, what, yeah. what is the aim? So, Oh, like I'm really supporting Nana. Yeah, come off Nana. So I'm just waiting for them to declare that Nana um, win at this point. Okay, yeah. uh, but, but but you know that this yeah. is the, the the polling center of John Dumelo. Yeah. Uh, he, he has few offices around here, yeah. and so on, which indicates that perhaps uh, he might uh, you know have a lot of affection. For the parliamentary, uh, I want Dumelo to win, but for the presidential, I'm supporting Nana. For the presidential, you're supporting yeah, Nana and the parliamentary. Is there any reason for that? Yeah, because I am, as I was complaining, I saw that he has a lot to do for this country. So I just support. I want him to win. Okay. Yeah, I just support him. Yeah. Great. So, Eva, so you just heard one of the people I'm speaking to over here. Uh, this is a proper skirt and blouse, you know, indicating that she is giving me. She wants the. Um, sitting president to win the presidential election but um when it comes to the uh, parliamentary polls she is expecting john dumelo who is on the other side of the aisle to um win the election well just picking a few more reactions a great evening to you thank you for uh, agreeing to speak to you what, what has been your impression so far i think generally we have done so well okay uh, uh, i want to i want to uh, come in here because obviously there are a lot of happening at play across the country but this is a fascinating conversation that we just had there in aoaso west world and i pulled up our trends this young lady is talking about voting for John Dumelo in the parliamentary race, but then vote for Nanalo Dankwa Kufad in the presidential. This is in Ayawaso. If what he's saying is a representation of what might happen there, that's what you call skirt and blouse. Ayawaso West Ogun, this, it has a history of voting skirt and blouse. And uh, we see that in, in, in a, at play in, uh, in, in that particular part of the constituency in the last uh, few years. And if you pay attention to what has happened there before, you see, for example, in this uh, year, 2012, 2008, they did skirt and blouse. Voted in 2012 for NDC in the presidential, but voted for the MPP parliamentary candidate uh, in, in the same year's elections. In 2008, same thing plays out. They vote for the NDC candidate in the presidential elections, but when it comes to the parliamentary, they give it to the MPP. And so it has a history of voting skirt and blouse. In Ayawaso West Wagon, and not surprising that we heard a young lady say she's going to do exactly that and possibly already has done it already. And the counting will tell us whether another skeleton blouse about to emerge in Ayawaso West Wagon. Let me go to Seth Kwame because windy and cloudy, uh, of course, situation and circumstances in Sawam affecting counting there. It may still want to remain and see to the counting. This is the in Sawam prisons, and yes, we are everywhere, even at the prisons. Sir Kwame Boating is joining us live via Zoom right now. Seth, this must be pretty challenging for the electoral officers who have broken their back all day to ensure that these uh, inmates in the Saman prisons get to vote. But as you see there, 
I understand that the inmates themselves are, they want to wait for this to happen so they can see it all unfold. Tell us more. Yeah, so what has helped the situation now is that it's raining, so they, they've managed to get them to go back to their cells. At least I thought a big challenge, it's a very cloudy, windy, uh, they wouldn't go, they want to witness, and that has been the, the situation here. Anytime they told them they want to be part of the counting process. I remember the last election I stood here with them, and they were counting, they were following proceedings, and so uh, everything was over. But today, because of the rain, they didn't have this opportunity. But uh, it's had a, a, a tough time getting them to go back. As you can see right now, um, the wind has come down and counting is underway. Uh, there are three different centers around. So each of the centers is uh, counting their ballots now, their suits now. And the next hour or so, I think it should be ready. But it's been a challenging time today for them, but they have, they've been managed. They have managed to get them to go. I have with me here the hero of the um, prisons, of the um, prisons, and um, he's going to talk to us. Yeah. So what's your full name? Abdul Latif Abdul. That's my name. And I'm a deputy superintendent of prisons. And it was really a challenging time today. Yes, as you witnessed. Yeah, really a very challenging time because the inmates wanted to witness accounting yes yes and in the past they stood behind uh, the uh, these fans or the nets here and watched proceedings now they are in their cells and i'm wondering what the discussion is about now yes that that was a disappointment for them but we managed to get some of the their the image leaders their leaders to be here so that they can witness whatever is going on and then pass on the information to them oh, so for the purposes of transparency you have their leaders around witnessing yes yes you have some of their leaders around witnessing so they will know that nothing fishy actually has gone on mm -hmm. yes and I, I can see do, do, do you also have some party agents around yes we have party represent representatives around ec officials and other officials election observers etc etc are all here with us mm -hmm. making sure that the process it's transparent. Thank you very much. So, as you heard me here, the, the PRO for SOM medium safety prisons, and the officers are here, their numbers, they are waiting. Let me, let me quickly take you through the numbers. In all, um, uh, we are expecting about, in all, 1,630 uh, inmates uh, were had opportunity to cut their ballots. Uh, we heard in the morning that a little over 2,000 of them uh, were on the ballot registered to, to cast their, their vote today and the figures I have maybe to be updated later the figures I have passed uh, um, at 4 5 p.m. Uh, about 1,632 of them had the opportunity have had the opportunity to vote uh, for their people I have the updated figure here now the updated figure is 1,723 1,723 inmates uh, had that it represents 84 percent the voter turned out 84 percent and that was the situation there evans the smart wall well, thank you very much. Uh, there. Uh, that's my colleague in uh, the Sawan prison. So you could see, for those who are listening to us on radio, you could see in that shot just how windy it was. The, the trees were swearing. Oh, that's the picture there. Let's watch it. I mean, you can see how um, the entire prison and the polling 
uh, station has been thrown away, blown away with the, look at that, you see the, the chairs being dragged on the floor by the strong ghastly winds, the uh, uh, papers flying, the trees are swaying in the wind as well, inmates standing, uh, waiting, you see the uh, prison officers helping the electoral officers carry the ballot boxes to safety, uh, which is what we've been reporting for you at Swan Precincts. They've cast your ballots now. They just need to keep you safe from the rains and also ensure that it can be counted uh, without the winds interfering. We're going to cross over now to Maoli Yivwagbi in Ho, who's joining us via Zoom, um, Ho Central to be very specific. Maoli, uh, as I indicated earlier, this is a stronghold of the NDC, and I'm pretty sure as counting, counting has begun, uh, there'll be no surprise that people around you will still be expecting nothing to change. The status quo remains with the NDC winning this later tonight, correct? Joy 99.7. Okay, we don't have uh, Maoli yet. We'll cross about to Studio 997 now, where Wingsting is standing by. Of course, as I said, with a crack team of experts, the best you can find in the business joining us tonight. Uh, they'll be analyzing everything we've witnessed and making projections into the next hour and two and three, where we expect this map to be, begin to fill up. And of course, we're watching presidential, this is our presidential map. It'll begin to fill up for you as the counting continues and results come. Parliamentary map will also begin to fill up for you as we begin to see the picture emerge across the country as the results uh, come into play. Let's go right now to Wingsting Amwa with his panel of experts doing a lot of analysis and breaking out all the issues you've heard and witness here on your lecture headquarters. Wingsting. Right, so thank you very much, uh, Evans Mensa. Of course, we're joined here by Emmanuel Bombani, who's a UN senior mediation uh, officer, and also Professor Bafo Adjimendia, who is a former UN senior governance advisor, and Dr. Emmanuel Degraf Johnson Ousuansa is also with us. He is a mathematician and a statistician and a senior lecturer at the Department of Statistics and Natural Science of the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology. So, you know, we have you covered because, uh, you know, with Dr. DeGraf Johnson, he'll be dealing with the figures, Professor Bafu Ajimendia and Emmanuel Bombandi. We'll be dealing with the governance issues. So we're looking at how the process has gone so far. Now we've seen in some constituencies, they're still voting. There's been one or two issues, particularly in the Asamasi constituency. We'll get to all those areas uh, this evening here on your election headquarters. But election coverage is brought to us by, uh, brought us in association with Petrosol. Now Petrosol, clean fuel in full quantity is always a delightful experience. Cowbell Coffee, taste it, love it. And McDan Shipping and Logistics Limited, your total logistics partner. Pat Eva Limited, your home of modern furniture. And DPP Outdoor Limited, seven great brands. Festiva, adding flavors to your life. And we three yet lotteries now. All you have to do, dial star 78 Seven hash and it's Ghana's premier and biggest jackpot lottery and Hepaplax mixture for your general well-being. But let me tell you a few things about uh, you know the MTN because imagine having a soundtrack that simply reflects your mood every day of the week. Now imagine getting money every week uh, just because of that song. Isn't that amazing? 
Well, very amazing. But thanks to MTN now, you can win up to 1,000 Ghana cities weekly, 4,000 cities monthly, and the grand prize of 15,000 Ghana cities with the MTN Caller Ring Back Tone promo. Just download your favorite song via any MTN Caller Tunes channel, copy a Caller Tune or renew your existing Caller Tune, and win big because we're good together. Send start, that's S-T-A-R-T, or dial uh, to 1355 or dial star 1355 hash to subscribe today. Terms and conditions apply. We day for you everywhere you go. But let's get into the conversation. Let's get into the analysis. And I'm starting off with you, uh, you know, uh, Dr. DeGraff Johnson, because you uh, are a lecturer of Comic Man Investments of Science and Technology. You know Asamoase very well. It's one of the areas that's come, I mean, that's in the news this time around. Some would say, well, it always <clears throat> is in the news, as someone says, so this would be no news. But you have a situation of alleged vote stuffing. The member of parliament is saying if there is a single overvoting or one vote which cannot be accounted for, they would call for a total recount or reject the whole, you know, results. Why is Asamoah important? Evans has already done, you know, the figures. Let's look at from your own analysis why Asamoah is very key and why all these dynamics in this year's election. Okay, Winston, we all know that uh, Kumase is the stronghold for MPP. Uh, if you take it over Ashanti region, you still have to concentrate the majority of the population in Kumase. Aswasi constituency is one of the hearts of Kumase. It is right there, just adjacent to the Utunfo Palace, all the way down there to um, Bobai down there to all the other um, areas, to the airport, close by. So it is a center of Kumasi, but a stronghold or has become a stronghold of the opposition for years. And as we've seen over the years, uh, the NPP as a political party would like to control entire Kumasi, but you still have a very chunk area which is densely populated. Therefore, expect that this kind of power play will be at place any time the election is at stake. As Swansea itself, uh, we do also have uh, a lot of our people from the northern sector of Ghana being concentrated in Aswase. Mm-hmm. So it is not uh, a place that's more diverse uh, in terms of settlement across the area, except the new areas like Bobai and then the suburbs. Okay. Now, I know you've been looking at the dynamics in Aswansi. Tell us what the dynamics in Aswansi are. Before I get to Imano Bambandi, what are the dynamics in the Aswansi constituency? Uh, the dynamics in Aswansi constituency is, like what I'm explaining earlier on, uh, we still have a portion of the other people who have actually immigrated to have their settlements in that area in order to neutralize the concentrated area in, uh, in Aswansi. So it is expected to have a very clear contest and a close one too. Don't forget that the parliamentary candidate for the new patriotic party is also the metropolitan chief for that uh, district or that metropolitan area. So both or these two guys are well known within the constituency. They all have their guys and the power play will be at play. And DC would like to keep the seat because Muntaka, Muntaka has been a member of parliament for so many years. And then MPP this is one of the objectives of the Dashanta Regional Chairman of the MPP, Wuntumi, who likes to at least take Aswasi from the NDC and add that to the MPP. Can the MPP take it? Uh, it's quite difficult, actually. 
Uh, even though they've done a lot, we are expecting a close contest as the day goes by. If they take it, that won't be news. If they don't take it, that will also be news because mm. of the close contest. Well, it's always been held by the NDC. So if NPP takes it, that should be news. But, but if you look at it statistically, the difference keep on decreasing as the years goes by. Because the margin that Honorable Muntaka has won way back in the uh, early 2000s after now, it keeps on decreasing. So, and then also, as I've explained, when Muntaka was there, areas like Bobai were inhabitable. There was no one there. Now, all of them have been developed into uh, towns or new areas which have been sprunging all over that place. So, that is actually also what helped them to get the status of becoming um, a municipal assembly. A municipal assembly. Okay. Right. Okay. So, it has been diversify in terms of settlement as the time goes on. Mm. So when they take it, it's not news. When they keep it, it's not news. We'll look at the figures shortly of Aswansi. We'll, I mean, we'll do that analysis. I mean, our smart wall is here. We'll just get onto it shortly and do uh, all the analysis and find out why Aswansi is very, very important in this year's election. But let me get to you, uh, Mr. Bombandi. Now, you've been monitoring the situation. We'll, I mean, we'll get to the other parts of the country. But let's start from the Ashanti region, Asawasi to be precise. Lots of issues, lots of controversies. You've talked about how the exercise has been, but uh, we must say that the Asawasi situation seems to be the, one of the lows of this exercise, isn't it? Yes, and if you, if you, if you f- take it from the descrip- uh, description of uh, Dr. DeGraff, I, I want to look at it this way. Elections are the means through which we negotiate our political differences. Mm. Now, the more you have a situation such as Asawasi with a high population density, the more the contestation will be elevated. And to that extent, therefore, it should not be surprising that candidates will put in all their best, knowing that there are large numbers and hoping that they can sway the votes towards uh, an eventual outcome that will favor them. The challenge, however, is that we are caught in that situation to the extent that the fairness of the process sometimes seems to slip away. And that is why they, I always say the more the process is transparent, the more it is credible. The more it is credible, the more it is peaceful. So what is at play now is how can we ensure that in Asawasi, the respect for the rule of the game is so respected by all contestants so that the outcome will not be in dispute. And if I talk about negotiating our political differences, it is basically to suggest that when one side feels that the other side is trying to introduce an unfairness, legitimately, they are going to raise issues. Mm. And that is what we do not want. But it, 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 it comes along, and people have to realize that there is only one way. It is the will of the people. And the will of the people, in terms of being a sovereign will, must be so respected that in the political process, people should move away from the logic that I must win. Because the logic that says... I must win is sometimes what leads also to the type of uh, dynamics that we see interplaying. I'll get back to you shortly, uh, Emmanuel Bombandi, but I, we need to cross over to the Joy News studio where Evans Mensa is because we're told there's some breaking news. So, Evans Mensa, let's take it away. Cross over to the Joy News studio where Evans Mensa is because we're told there's some breaking news. So, Evans Mensa, let's take it away. Cross
Well, there's some breaking news coming in right now, and it's not pleasant. I want to show you on the map where we are going right now, because this is key. We're going to Ewutu Senya West, and this is a key area uh, to watch this year as well, because, of course, you have George Ander, high-profile individual, the Deputy Communications Minister, uh, playing in that particular part of the constituency as we focus on this area. Plus, another key important thing to note about that particular area is that it is also one of those areas that swings. In other words, it's a great predictor of who wins the national elections. We are learning tonight that there has been a shooting incident there. Uh, one person, we believe, and we're going to confirm this, has been shot dead for snatching a ballot box at the Wutusenya West in the central region. I want to go to Seth Kofi Ajay. He's on the phone right now with me. Uh, Seth. What is happening? What can you confirm? What happened here? Uh, if I, uh, what I can report is that uh, around 5.30 to speak, uh, after the pool, uh, the electoral officer decided to start counting the papers. And, and in the process, a group of langas, normally about 20, stormed the area. And they are, they, they, the lesson is going on at Oblak uh, J.D. Basic School. Mm-hmm. So a group of langas from nowhere came, wanted to take the ballot box away. And so in, in the process, one of the security officers with, with that uniform fired a gunshot, and one of the Elangas has been confirmed dead, and the body has been conveyed by a Bajasi police patrol team to Agnanswell Group, Monterey. Oh, I see. I mean, this is uh, breaking in the last few minutes uh, as we're beginning to learn uh, as polls close. If you're just joining us, just hearing that from Ewutu Senior uh, West, uh, the news about the shooting incident, some land guards had attempted to grab a ballot box and run away with it. The security officer in plain clothes fired a shot, killing one of them, and a body has been deposited. Um, what is the security situation, Seth, on the ground, uh, the back of what has happened right now? now. They, are, they are still counting uh, the papers. So, uh, team of uh, police officers, I mean, they, are, they have de- de- deployed uh, a, a, another team of police officers fully armed, protecting the electoral officers, uh, including the police agents, so that they can count uh, they can count it and, and, and uh, I mean, escort them to uh, the coalition center. So as I'm speaking to you now, there's a patrol team, two patrol teams here uh, protecting the electoral officers, including the police agents. And do we have any idea where these land guards emerge from um, and why they particularly targeted this particular polling center? Uh, as of now, we don't know because here is the hometown of uh, Gisela Tete, who is uh, the NDC candidate uh, and also a former uh, foreign affairs minister in Tete hometown. So we don't know whether the land guards were coming to help, I mean, you were coming to help the MPP or NDC. That for now, we, we, we can't tell because police says that we should give them time for them to do their investigation. So after the investigation, they can brief the media. But we don't know whether they, they were coming to help MPP or NDC. But what they, they saw is that they just came from nowhere and um, started destroying uh, the church of the UC officials and wanted to take the ballot box away. And in the process, one of the, as I, as I said, one of the security officers with no uniform uh, fired a pistol and killed, uh, and killed one of the landers. Um, tragic news there. Uh, Seth, stay with me. Because, of course, as this is unfolding, nightfall has caught on, especially when somebody has been shot and killed. As we've heard already said, confirmed, there's a heavy deployment of police to guard this particular area. Uh, but, Seth, it's getting dark, right? Um, is the place well lit? At this time, when counting has started, especially in the context of what just happened? 
I'm asking whether it's getting dark. Is there enough lighting in this area? Especially uh, well, what happened. Uh, they have a street light, uh, the school premises, one street light. Mm. Yeah, and so others are using their phones to help the security officers and the youth officers officer, so that they can count it early, uh, they can count it early and uh, leave the scene. Okay, uh, Seth. Uh, Seth, we're going to be talking to the police shortly to get a bit more clarity on what is unfolding in this particular part of the uh, central region, another swing region. And uh, as you see, the two people contesting this year, high-profile individuals. We have, uh, uh, you know, George Ander, but coming up against the, uh, the sister of Anateta, who used to be the MP for that area, lost it to George Ander in 2016, uh, Gisela Tete. Uh, who is a sister to Hannah Tete, is now representing the N M NDC in that particular area. Now, a key thing to watch, when you have a swing constituency such as I, um, this area is, in the Utusenya West is, it makes for a keen contest, right? And that's what we're beginning to see uh, play out uh, in that part of the, of the country. I want to take off my map so we can focus on the trend here because if you look at the trend this is an area that is a great predictor of who wins the national elections if they vote for you you almost always wins the national elections as well and as you see there in 2016 when they voted for um the mpp's presidential candidate they vote for him we he becomes the president eventually but i say there are Swing constituencies and they are swing constituencies. You can divide them into two. There's a purist. The purist constituencies, they vote throughout presidential parliamentary. They don't change, right? This is one of those. It's the most pure of swing constituencies. In 2016, vote presidential parliamentary, national elections, you win it. You vote 2012, vote NDC. Again, they switch. In 2012, they switch. Vote NDC presidential, vote uh, NDC parliamentary. And we saw what plays out in the national elections that year also in 2012. In 2008, 2008 also, they stayed. They stayed with the party that eventually won the elections, NDC, presidential parliamentary. As you see me circle in this uh, area here. Again, what happens in national elections? The NDC wins it. If you want to go back to 2004, again, kept faith with a winning party that year, MPP. And they vote purely throughout presidential parliamentary. As you see me circle there. I want to go to... Um, pseudo 997. Imano Bombane is a security expert. We'll cross over there shortly um, to get his thoughts on what just happened. My point possibly is this is the most serious case of violence we've seen today, okay, where the elections haven't gone largely peacefully. One soul, one soul lost is one soul too many. And we're going to be analyzing that, what indeed happens as we get a bit more from this breaking news that had come in. But that is a picture. Uh, in the Ewutu Senior West uh, constituency. Let me bring up my map. This is the area we're talking about here, which has become a key issue of focus for us tonight with the breaking news that are just coming um, that there's been gunshots fired, one person dead, people attempted to snatch a ballot box. It's been long since we heard that happen. Somebody is dead now. Police investigating Winston. I want to hear what Imano Bombande has to say about uh, this developing story in the Wutu Senior West. Here with us, and he'll be sharing his thoughts immediately. So, you've heard the situation in the Ewutu Senior you know, West constituency where we're told that one person has been shot dead for attempting. 
to snatch a ballot box. Now, this election had been peaceful until one person tried snatching a ballot box, loses his life as a result, Emmanuel Bombande. What does this mean for the election? What does this mean for that particular constituency? It, it's so sad because it puts a blot on an exercise that we are assessing and appreciating and beginning to truly feel so good about. It masks what is a beautiful day. And this is where we must constantly interrogate ourselves. Why do people insist that even as we try to make progress, they will always seek to bring us backwards? Now, look at it this way. One life lost is already too many lives lost. But the dilemma is our security agencies cannot allow anybody to disrupt the elections. And to that extent, there is this dilemma between how do you ensure that you protect the ballot boxes? But at the same time, when people cross the line and go all out of the way to disrupt the exercise, how you then engage them to fend them off then could result in, in a situation like this. And so, is this an indicator or is it just a one-off incident? Is it an indicator or a one-off incident? To that extent, therefore, if there are other people who have such an intention that they can rush to a, a ballot a box and, and take it because people are counting, then our security agencies should reorganize themselves and be prepared for that so that they can truly see this not just as a one-off incident, but that there could be a repeat, particularly in that region, and to be, uh, to be able to be in a position to have a clear message that you cannot disrupt Ghana's elections. You cannot disrupt people's will to choose their uh, parliamentary uh, representatives and also the president of the republic. So let me get the clarification here. You're saying if this is not an isolated case, then the police should be getting ready for more. Yeah. But there are also people that these persons may be working for. Now, these persons are not serving their interests. They are serving interests of others. How about those whose interests are being served? And that is where it becomes a bit uh, complicated and, and difficult. And that's why if you observe, all of us here have consistently talked about not allowing impunity to hold. Because what impunity does is it emboldens people to want to believe that even in the wrongdoing, they can get away with it. And so during the voter registration exercise, even if that was in Ayawaso East, this, uh, wait a minute, we're talking about a situation in which during the voter registration exercise, I'm talking here about the central region, mm. we had uh, the shooting, shooting incident. Yeah, that was in the Ewutu Senya East. That was in Ewutu Senya East. This is East. in the West now. This is in the West. Yeah. And, and so we are seeing a, a scenario that is indicative of that particular uh, uh, place. And your question is very important because now we are hearing land guards. What it automatically means is don't worry about the name, but they are taking an instruction from somebody. Mm -hmm. And so on, on, on the operational scene, it's like on the ground in the operational scene, the priority of the police is to make sure that the ballot boxes are protected. But they should be gathering the type of intelligence that will lead to who are the people issuing these instructions. And can we be able to hold them accountable according to the laws of our land? And there is only one way we can stop this from recurring repeatedly, when we stop the impunity. And we stop the impunity 
it doesn't matter who you are, a woman or a man, it doesn't matter your status, it doesn't matter your position. Once you flout the law, you must be held accountable. Mm. And people then can see you in jail. And now understand that when they try to do similar uh, infractions, the law will hold them accountable. Let me get to Professor Bafuajimendi. I mean, as a former uh, UN senior governance advisor, certainly not one of the things you would expect in an election that has been peaceful, Ghana being commended all over the world for a peaceful election. Then someone attempts to snatch a ballot box. He loses his life. Certainly, it's a, it's a tragedy for us as a nation. It's a tragedy for a nation that has so successfully conducted the elections. But ballot box snatching is not new in elections. Mm. Uh, back in 1999, towards the election that uh, brought uh, and to power, I was in Nigeria for six, six months working with the civil society to organize, to, to monitor the elections. And I tell you, it happened <laughs> at least five times in that particular election. So uh, it's not new. And what is sad, though, is that our security agencies have organized themselves very well for these elections. And I remember a day or so ago, one of the commanders issued some warning on this particular issue of ballot box snatching, as if they expected something like that to happen. And even the officer went to the extent of saying, look, if anybody tries it, <laughs> you know, something will happen. So I, I find it so sad. The point that my brother made is important. It's important for us to know who are the sponsors mm -hmm. of these ballot snatchers, uh, the box snatchers. We mm -hmm. need to find the sponsors. And if the sponsors point to any of the parties, we should be bold to really confront those people. Confront them in what way? Meaning, let the law do its work. We've got to get the law applied. You see, one of the weakest things in our society, in our democracy, is poor enforcement of the law. And the more you refuse to enforce the law, the more people get emboldened to, you know, act like that. So I, I think it's very important for us to, I hope, I hope, I, I, I hope and pray that this is not something that will point directly to any political party. Because I think the parties have done well, despite all the tension that we had towards these elections. All of us who have comported ourselves. So for this to happen at the end of the day, for me, is a sad commentary on what we've done. Okay, let me get to uh, Dr. Uh, DeGraff Johnson. Dr. DeGraff Johnson, what's your take on this? One person losing his life in an attempt to snatch a ballot box in the Uwutu Senior West constituency. Western, uh, the, the security agencies in Ghana do have a responsibility to perform. And then their, their major responsibility right now is make sure that the integrity of the election is protected and the peace of Ghana is being kept. Yeah. And as uh, uh, Professor, uh, Prof. has already said, they've actually warned, they've given this notice prior before, I think a day or two, that if you attempt to take a ballot box, this is what will happen to you. In fact, as uh, Mr. Bombardi, Dr. Bombardi said, one, law, one life lost is two main lives lost. Uh, we don't expect this thing to continue. No. But to be precise, the security agencies have given a clear warning. This is a clear example what they would do mm. if you move in to disrupt the process. 
that the process have got to a state where we are supposed to count. Don't make any move because they've responded clearly. There's no ambiguity about this. They've lived up to their word that if you attempt to snatch a box, this is what is going to happen. And as a description that you've given, uh, whether they are langas or whether they are metro men or wherever they've been sponsored from, it's a clear message to the ascenders that if we engage in this, the security agencies in Ghana have prepared enough to meet you and make sure that the integrity of this process is being kept. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. DeGraff Johnson. So this is the signal. If you are planning to do anything untoward, if you are thinking of snatching a ballot box, this is what could happen to you. Sadly, one person has lost his life. We don't want to see anybody getting injured, let alone lose his life. But please be very, very careful. Anybody who sends you, do not do it. Your life is very, very important. We're crossing over to the Joy News Studio where Evans Minister is standing by. And we're going around the country as counting has begun. We'll be telling you what's happening in the 275 constituencies in this country. As counting has begun, we'll be telling you what's happening in the 275 constituencies in this country. Winston, thank you very much. And we're keeping an eye on that breaking news story uh, from the uh, central region where one person has been shot dead. But uh, there's something else unfolding in the Volta Regional Constituency of Kitty South, the third round. There's been third round of counting of presidential ballots in the Kitty South as the ECM party agency total ballots are more than what was recorded in the biometric verification device. How is this even possible? And so they've been counting and counting. This is the third time they're doing so. Sylvia joins us on the phone right now with more on this. Sylvia, this is fascinating. We are just what? Um, um, just uh, what? Seven o'clock? So that means that two hours after voting ended. And already third counting is happening after the two ones didn't yield any satisfactory outcome. Why is this? Tell us more. Hello, Sylvia. Can you hear me? I could hear a little, a little of um, excitement in the background. What, what, what's accounting for this third counting of ballots in this constituency? I'll get Sylvia on shortly, but I want to show you where we are in the voter region there where Sylvia is supposed to join us very shortly in, the, in, 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 in K2, um, where, of course, we've seen this play out in the, in the Volta region. I'll, I'll pull it out for you shortly. But Sylvia is back. Hello, Sylvia. What's the story there in K2 South with this counting that is going on? And there's a third one. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm currently at Agwemes, Sakani. Uh, here they are two police stations. Uh, the first station is Atashigome where they started for, the, uh, for both presidential and parliamentary. Mm. Provisional results available to me uh, for the presidential, MPP got 45, NDC got 288, GUM got 1, uh, GFP got 1, mm. PNC got 1, NDP got 2. Rejected ballot was 18. The total ballot in the board uh, is 356. That's what they got for... Uh, for the verification machine was 355. Mm. So the presiding officer have to 